Welcome to the weekly podcast, Stand Strong. I'm Paul White. And I'm Noah Dieselkamp. Together, we look to God's Word to find energy and encouragement to fuel our faith. When our trust in Jesus is firm, we'll be amazed what God can do and accomplish in our lives. So let's turn to the wisdom in God's Word, a true and trusted source that is going to help us stand strong. Let's dig in. Well, Noah, we've been looking forward to this and planning this for a long time. I'm excited about our opportunity today in launching this podcast, season one, episode one of our podcast and our time together, just to get into the Word. I was thinking about a good place to start is just a a better knowledge of God, or we could title this Getting to Know God Better. And I'll just tell you, one of the things that influenced me in this study and this conversation was a book that I worked through about two years ago, three years ago, uh, J.I. Packer's book, Knowing God. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing early on in the book, uh, and of course, I know you take a risk when you cite a book, everybody's thinking, should I buy it, (laughs) should I not buy it? So I'm going to offer a teaser here in this book. Early on, he says, one can know a great deal about God without much knowledge of Him. And then he adds this, one can know a great deal about godliness without much knowledge of God. When he said that, that really piqued my curiosity, okay? Because you know in our churches we have a lot of conversations, and, and rightfully so, about godliness as it relates to the Scripture and what God's revealing about Himself in that matter. J.I. Packer says, look, you can have all the information. You can know some facts that are relatable to Scripture and still not know the God behind the information. Yeah, yeah. In fact, he says it this way, there's a difference between knowing God and merely knowing about God. Yeah. And that's very true. So I was thinking about this passage, uh, Jeremiah 9, uh, verses 23 and 24. I love what's said here, Jeremiah 9, 23, 24. This is what the Lord says, Let not the wise man boast of his wisdom or the strong man boast of his strength or the rich man boast of his riches, but let him who boasts boast about this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord who exercises kindness, justice, righteousness on the earth, for in these I delight, declares the Lord. What he's saying is, it's important that we understand and know the Lord. Yeah. When you look at understanding, yeah, that that has to do with the mind. I mean, the mind has to be attuned, has to be spiritually enlightened to certain informations, facts that are important. But to know God is is the training of the heart. And that's where I think the emphasis is, we want to go, is that the heart's trained. We're moving beyond information or facts about God to the motivation, to the training of the heart unto obedience. Right, absolutely. Accurate knowledge is important, and I don't think anyone would deny that, but it has to go beyond simple accuracy of information when it comes to knowing God. Yeah, yeah. So it's not just head knowledge, it's heart knowledge. Yeah. I mean, what's going to affect the mind and the will and the emotions? And, and here's a thought I wanted to throw at you. I mean, it, I'm probably stating the obvious, but you can't, we can't serve and worship a God that we don't truly know or not acceptably. I guess you could, but not acceptably. Right. So one of the reasons why I'm wanting us to have this conversation and I'm wanting us to get into Scripture and to just dive deep into an understanding of God as it relates to His nature, His character, 
who He is, what He's revealed about Himself through Scripture. As we understand that, as we understand Him, then that can only put us in a better position to worship and serve Him the way He has asked to be worshiped and served. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, let, let's talk a little bit about that. Kind of, kind of on this journey. Uh, w- w- how can we do this? I mean, how can how how can we have a better knowledge or understanding of God? Well, I mean, first and foremost, what comes to mind is God has chosen to reveal Himself. He chose to do that, and He chose to do it in the way that He did it. It was intentional. It wasn't an accidental revelation of God. And um, what that means automatically for us is that we can't just make up a God that fits our preferences. It You described it as a journey a moment ago. Well, that's absolutely what it is. And that means that right now our knowledge of God may be imperfect or incomplete, but what we certainly can't do is use that as an excuse to just make God look like us. Um, it, it's a process that takes time and effort and maybe more fundamentally the humility to recognize that we have to change and grow with our knowledge of God. Yeah. Um, so I, I think when you ask, where where does this start? What does this look like? Um, well, we have to turn to what God has told us about himself and, and ask ourselves the question, well, what can I understand better about God? And the answer to that question is a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's very true. It's kind of like the little kid that, uh, you know, the, the three, four, or five-year-old that's sitting down with, with a piece of paper and some colors, and they're drawing a picture. And somebody walks by and says, who is that that you're drawing? And they said, God. And you say, well, nobody's ever <laughs> seen God. How do you know what they look like or what he looks like? And the little kid says, well, they're going to know when I'm done. I mean, we, we, we've got this. Everybody has this picture or this, this idea about God. And that's shaped by something or someone. And ultimately, the, the value in, in God's revelation, the Bible, where he reveals himself or his mind to us, that's the best place that I know to start if you're trying to get to know God better. It's just maybe it's the Psalms. I mean, if you, I mean, look, when you're talking about the Bible, the canon of Scripture, I hope that we're talking about Genesis through Revelation, but, I mean, where do we start in, inside that framework? Right. Well, for me, probably I'm going to go to the Psalms pretty quickly because so much of the Psalms is helping me to get an understanding of the various qualities or attributes. I mean, God telling me that He's, he's kind or God telling me that He's merciful or God telling me that He's power or God telling me that He's wrath or God telling me this about Himself. And then that set in the framework of, why that was so important to the writer of that song. Right. If it's David, and he did so much of those, David's saying, well, this has helped me to deal with my enemies. You know, a better knowledge of God or understanding of God helped me to deal with where I was in life as it related to my enemies, as it related to some of the family drama that was going on. Right. Uh, as it related to myself and, and my anxiety or my fear. Has mm-hmm. God cast me off? I mean, hello, God, I've been crying out to you. Are you really there? Do you really right. care? And it answers a lot of the questions that we're looking for answers for. Yeah. It starts with a knowledge of God. Just kind of get into the Word. Yeah, absolutely. It, it begins with the Word because that is how God 
has decided to communicate his character and his nature to us. It's interesting, though, and we don't have to spend a lot of time on this, but it's worth noting that God didn't just reveal things about himself to us. Um, and it's not even that he revealed only revealed how we can have a relationship with him, again, more than just an accurate knowledge of him, but a relationship as well. He's also revealed ways that we can say, we can evaluate, do we know God like we should? I mean, we can, we can go to the New Testament and we can see like in 1 John uh, chapter 2, he says, by this we know that we have come to know him if we keep his commandments. And just a couple chapters later in chapter 4, he says, anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. So there are even, there's this information revealed to us in the word that helps us evaluate how well are we actually uh, fulfilling this idea of knowing God? And I think that's really valuable and really powerful to find in Scripture. Yeah. So here's the so what of this. I mean, you gave some Scripture there, and I like that. Here's the so what of this. Maybe people are out there listening, and they're thinking, okay, hey, I'm, I'm with you guys so far about this getting to know God better. But kind of the so what. I mean, why is this so important? I'm going to throw a couple of scriptures out there. I mean, I was talking about the Psalms. I like this one in Psalm 9 and verse 10. Uh, Those who know your name, Psalm 9, verse 10, will put their trust in you, O God. Uh, Those who know your name will put their trust in you. I mean, getting to know God better is only going to increase our faith. Mm -hmm. It's, it's It's going to deepen our trust. I mean, what we know about God now should help give us an assurance that, okay, God's going to always do the right thing. And I know this because I know this about God. He, right. He's only fair, or He is wise. He is all wise. So uh, He's going to do the right thing at just the right time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's, that. you know, you can trust an unknown future, I read, to a known God. Yeah. And, and that sounds cliche, and look, it helps to write good books, but there, that, <laughs> that is true. Absolutely. I mean, the future for me is unknown. But my God doesn't have to be unknown. So right. I can trust the unknown to what or who I know. One more scripture. I like this, Daniel. It's kind of tucked away in Daniel, which is an apocryphal book, a lot of deep things in Daniel. But in Daniel chapter 11, verse 32, uh, I like this. The, the people who know their God will display strength and take action, is one translation. Mm. And you know, the people who know their God will display strength and take action. I mean... That's what, that's what this podcast is all about, standing strong, well, right. displaying strength. But the, the strength that I need to take the appropriate action. Right. So action follows thought, and we move in the direction of our mind. So my mind needs to be properly attuned. We're back to the right information or facts, but it's the facts that the head knowledge that creates the heart Knowledge, the training of the heart unto the right response of obedience, reverence, respect, all those things. Right. And and just people who know their God are going to take action. Yeah. And have the strength and the courage to do the next right thing. Right. Uh, right. So that's kind of the so what uh, to that. So let's let's move here, kind of as we wrap some of these things up. Let's get a really practical. Uh, so how is how is a better knowledge of God, as we're going through these episodes in the beginning in season one, uh, how is this going to help me to be a better, better me or 
You could talk about my family, the family being better, or you could talk about the, the church, you know, where I'm a member of the local church. I mean, how is a better knowledge of God going to impact various aspects of our lives? The answer to that question is, is going to end up being an endless list in some ways, right? There's, yeah. there's so many different practical applications. You've already brought up several just in the, in the past couple of minutes. Uh, when thinking about this question, it, my mind automatically went to um, the, perhaps the most foundational thing because you talked about in our families and in our churches and in our communities the, the commonality in all of those situations is what's needed is the good news of Jesus Christ. And I'm not trying to take this back out of the practical. And some people, when they hear that, might think, well, now you're, you're back to the idea of, of, you know, teaching spiritual things, not necessarily practical, everyday things. But no, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ has practical implications, and when, when Paul was writing to the Corinthians in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, he says, I believe, and so I spoke. Uh, yeah, I like that. And I think that we need to—he's actually quoting from the Psalms there, Psalm 116, I believe. And he's, he's using that to express a similar thing that you, uh, that you talked about, about the, the action, the action that flows from it. And in his case— in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, the action is this, this feeling compelled to share the news of Christ. And when we feel that, that strong, compelling force, we believe this because of our knowledge of God, because we're getting to know God better. We believe this so strongly that I couldn't help but speak. And that's going to make waves in our families and in our churches and in our communities. Yeah. I, you know, I was thinking when you were talking about, you know, turning this back towards the gospel, who the gospel is about, Jesus as Lord, right. king over a kingdom, the good news of the gospel. Well, you just look in Acts 2 early on. I mean, Luke is telling us, Early on in the book of Acts, where Peter is preaching the gospel and the kind of response of some 3,000 on the day of Pentecost who asked the question, what shall we do? But what, what had been preached to them was the Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, those who gladly received the word were baptized. That's Acts chapter 2. And by the time you get to about verse 42, it says they were devoting themselves to what the apostles were teaching, fellowship, breaking the bread, prayers. And you look at that and you see, you see well, how are these new disciples who are just who are just responding in faith to this good news about Jesus being Lord King over a kingdom and how to have their sins forgiven. I mean, and now all of a sudden they're devoting themselves to certain things. And then as you keep going through the book of Acts, you've got them sharing their possessions. You've got them being generous. I mean, you have the family dynamic. You have that culture that's being created in the first century church there in Jerusalem. Yeah. And you, you back away from that and you think, okay, how, what's going on there? And here's a thought I had, that first century disciples, and these are new infant disciples, they were doing something because they believed something. Yeah. They were doing something because they believed something. What did they believe? Jesus is Lord. Yeah. Jesus is the Lamb of God. God's Messiah can take away our sins. He's our only hope. 
He's the only way to God the Father, and we can have our sins forgiven because of Jesus, by Jesus, and He is King over a kingdom. He is Lord. All those things that they were hearing from Peter and the other apostles begin to shape their faith very early on to a point that they started doing something because they believed something. Right. So when you circle this back to the gospel and Jesus as Lord, I mean, when you're looking at deity and you're unpacking deity and the benefits and the blessings of who God or the Godhead is, then that should only impact our lives to the point uh, to such an extent that that we begin to become the people that God has always dreamed us to become. Right. He's he's the creator and he is the king and he wants something of us. And I think we'll get into this in future episodes. He wants to dwell with us as well. And so it is perfectly reasonable. In fact, it should be expected that our king wants us to do certain things and live a certain way. And the first century disciples acknowledged that Jesus is Lord. And they believed that with such conviction that they changed and they did something. I I love what you said a minute ago. They did something because they believed something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, so let's. I, I, I thought it would be good. We started with Jeremiah 9. Just I'm going back to Jeremiah 9. I really love that, 23 and 24. But what comes up in verse 24 of Jeremiah 9, that boast in this that he understands and knows me, the Lord says. All right, so a lot of boasting going on today. But the good <laughs> kind of boasting is, hey, I, I'm, I'm seeking to understand and know God. Yeah. And my mind is being trained and influenced by the right information, some facts, but that's 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 training my heart, that's pricking my heart, uh, that's moving me in my heart to a point of obedience and reverence and respect, just standing in awe of the God that we know. Yeah. And that's a journey. We use the word journey. It takes time. And, you know, when you think about uh, getting to know someone, you're talking about developing a relationship yeah. to the point of intimacy, whether you're talking about in a marriage, whether you're talking about in a family, when you're talking about people, there are no shortcuts. It takes time. So we're dealing with relationships. So my relationship with God, getting to know Him better, no shortcuts, got to take the journey. It's going to take some time, but there's no better place to start than getting into the Word and saying, okay, God, I just want to see who you are, what you revealed about yourself, so that it'll impact me in the best possible way that it can. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and something you just said is so important. We're getting to know God. We're, we're trying to get into the Word to get to know God. And in the end, getting to know God also informs what's going on in our life in the sense that we are called to be like him. And so the better we get to know him, the better we understand what he desires of us, what he wants of us. Um, He desires us to be loving because he is loving. He desires us to be just because he is just. Um, And it would take an incredibly audacious person to say, well, you know, I know that my Lord is these things, 
but I'm, I'm just not feeling it. I'm not going to do that. No, he expects these things of us and he wants these things from us because they are a reflection of his character that we see in his word. Yeah. Well, I'm excited about what we're trying to do and what we're trying to unpack here. It's going to be a journey for us, too. We're just kind of leading the journey <laughs> and surely invite and want other people to take the journey with us as we just get into the Word and try to try to see uh, God from the vantage point, uh, from the picture and perspective that He wants us to see Him so that we make it all about Him and not about ourselves. We, yeah. we mirror our lives, we conform ourselves to Him and His Son, Jesus Christ, and that's just going to be a great thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, we've, we've started a conversation because that's really what's, what's happening here. Um, in this podcast, this is only the first episode of of many where a conversation is taking place, and the core purpose right now is getting to know God. Um, so, with that in mind, Paul, uh, I know in the next episode you're going to be kind of taking the lead in the discussion. Um, can you sketch kind of a brief picture of where this conversation is is leading in the next? Uh, in our next episode together. Yeah, so full disclosure, uh, when, when I grew up hearing about getting to know God better, when I've even done some teaching about getting to know God better, I moved fairly quickly into what I call the three omnis, <laughs> which is, I mean, lots of people that are listening, they know this, the omniscience, the omnipotence, the omnipresent, where the, this, it's God, uh, the God who's all-knowing, the God who's all-power, the God who's everywhere, wherever he needs to be, every time he needs to be there. When, when you begin to look at those three particular attributes of God, uh, his knowledge, his power, his presence, uh, that's where I want us to go. His knowledge, his power, his presence. Uh, and, and an understanding of those three things about God that's revealed in his word, uh, how, how that's going to shape uh, our lives and the decisions that we make, how that, again, is going to uh, give us strength uh, that we saw in Daniel chapter 11 and help us to take the right action. Yeah. Yeah. How are those three things going to give us strength and help us to take the right action that God, that God is all knowing, that God is all powerful, that God is ever present. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's going to give us some insight into why it's so important that we know God and that we get to know him better it matters. And uh, I think that our next discussion will will help unpack that a little bit and, and help us see that a little more clearly. So, well, I've enjoyed talking about this and I'm looking forward to next week's episode. I'm already looking forward to that discussion of the, the big three omnis. I think that's going to be uh, very productive and, and enjoyable. And I'm also looking forward to worshiping and studying with you uh, this Wednesday and this coming Sunday. Um, it's just, it's such a pleasure to get to work with you at the Cedar Park Church of Christ. And I'm looking forward to getting to do that weekly as well. Yeah, I am too. Thank you, Noah. Thanks for joining us in God's Word today. We hope you'll continue to join us each week as we consider how to deepen our faith in God. Here's some good news today and even this week. With God as our foundation, we know that we can stand strong. 